Coming up today, it's time to check out the Park Rapids area. The bite is on, and Jonesy Anderson of Jones Guide Service has all the details coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle well, we're heading over to the Park Rapids area to check in with Jeremy Anderson of Jones Guide Service. And, you know, we were just talking to Jeremy before we got on the air. It confuses me that it's Jones Guide Service and it's Jeremy Anderson. So you got to tell me how this all came about. We're not really sure, but since <laughs> I was a kid, everyone has called me Jones. It just became part of my nickname. Okay. Um, even in high school sports, they would put in the paper, some of the people in the paper would put Jones Anderson. Um, all my coaches called me that. People, that's my grandma, everybody, that's what they call me. So okay. It's just my nickname, so it made sense when I started guiding to, you know, call it Jones's Guide Service. And some people call me Jonesy, so I could have called it Jonesy's Guide Service, but we'll just stick with Jones for now. All right. So, yes, if you are going to hire Jones Guide Service, Jeremy Anderson is the guy. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, Jonesy, um, tell me uh, a little bit about your story. We talked last year, but it's been a while. Uh, remind me, are you from the Park Rapids area originally? Yeah, I grew up in Nevis. I actually still live in Nevis. I'm a teacher in Park Rapids. Um, grew up in a small lake in Nevis. My parents still live there. Um, part of the Man Trap chain. Not many people know about it, but it's Deer Lake. Okay. Um, great little fishing lake. I mean, you're not going to go out there and catch walleyes, but good bass lake, and, you know, decent enough size panfish to uh to keep and that's kind of where you know part of my fishing obsession came from is being able to grow up on a lake and being able to fish a lot and then my uncles cousins dad uh, especially my dad of course my brother they they fish like crazy and that's all we talk about we watch shows we, i mean and then you know when you're in a lakes area there are a lot of other friends that um really contribute to your fishing obsession because they like to fish and you learn from each other and and you know mm-hmm. live in the lakes area that just that's part of life so you know one of the interesting things i just was talking to mike frisch about this the other day i know so many guys like yourself and like mike used to be he's a full-time fishing guy now but you know teacher coach uh, athletes and fishing guides they all seem to work together i know so many people like that he said part of it was, of course, you get summers off. That that definitely helps. Right. That that definitely helps. I think it's also, you know, when you're coaching and into athletics, you like to be doing stuff and you like to be outdoors. You know, you're mm-hmm. not – you might like to read books and stuff, but you'd rather be outdoors. <laughs> yes. It, it kind of, you know, so that kind of just goes hand in hand. It just, you know, it's one of those things that – I, I, you, like you said, you can look around any lakes area, and a lot of teachers are guides. And funny, here in the Park Rapids area, we've gotten a lot of new teachers. And, at, at Park Rapids School, I should say, 
We've gotten a lot of new teachers in the last five years. And I would say two or three of them are guides. Um, started in the last couple of years, and they're doing a great job. And then I think you've talked to Isaiah Hahn before, oh, yeah. a newer teacher to the area, and he teaches in Monaga, and he's guiding like crazy. And he's a musky nut, and so that helps. Um, and, of course, Jason Durham you talked to, that's one of the guys I grew up with, and that's he's one of the guys that got me started guiding also. So. Well, certainly the Park Rapids area is loaded with virtually every species there is, uh, and, and plenty of them. What are the ones you like to fish for? If I had a choice to go out every day, my favorite fish to chase is smallmouth bass. Now, I prefer to kind of stay away from them this time of year just because of the spawning and and beds. And I know, you know, I, I know a lot of people do it, and I've watched them. You know, I pull the fish off beds before, and I watch them go right back down to their beds, and so you feel probably okay about it. But um, I just choose not to, so I wait a little while to do that. But I, I love to fish for everything. I got to sneak out on a lake I've never fished before yesterday. Um, Steamboat Lake, north of Walker. Never been out there. Lived here my whole life. Um, we got some nice fish. Uh, learned the lake a little bit. But, I mean, I I think that's a great thing. You got so many lakes. You get used to going to the same lakes, fishing for the same species, whatever. Go to a lake that you've never gone to before. It kind of, you, you kind of... It's like an adventure, let's say. Yes. I really enjoyed it. And isn't that what is great about Paul Bunyan Country? Is that ability? I mean, really, Jeremy, you could probably, within 100 miles, um, fish a different lake almost every day for the rest of your life. Oh, I know. There's no doubt. I mean, this lake is half hour from my doorstep, and I've never been there. (laughs) So I can't imagine how many more lakes. I mean, we drove by how many lakes just to get there. I've never even gone on before, so. So what were you pulling out of Steamboat yesterday? Uh, we got a lot of northerns, um, just kind of figuring out the lake. That's what's fun about a new lake, trying to find, you know, what's holding the fish. We found weeds, uh, a couple shallow weed beds, and ended up pulling a couple walleyes. Got one nice one, a 26-inch, and got a few jumbo perch. So we had a pretty fun day. Cool. So overall, what have you been seeing out there the last, oh, week or two? It's really different right now this time of year. I mean, I would say, was it two weeks ago? Went out with a friend early in the morning. It was 29 degrees when we got to the access. <laughs> yes. Two days later, it was almost 90. <laughs> and now the same thing. Look at today. It's, what, high of 57 right now, windy. And a couple days ago, we've had how much heat and humidity. Um, it's just up and down. We haven't really had that stable weather. And I really think um, talking to some of the guides I talked about earlier, some of the younger guides and some of the guides have been going a long time. We really think the best fishing is yet to come. I mean, we, we're catching fish. Everyone's catching fish, but we haven't had it just break loose yet. We haven't had it just snap and just, you know, you, you get on those days where everything's biting and aggressive. And, you know, so we're, we're, that's the good thing to look forward to is we all feel the best is yet to come. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think we've had that true June bite kick in yet because we just haven't had the uh, uh, steady, uh, warmer temperatures. And June typically is a really good month to fish. So if that starts later, it might last later, and that's a good thing too. Yeah, we've had that a few summers too where um, the bite lasts you know, almost through mid-July. Some of those years where we had the ice go out record early time, 
And I'm, I'm, it's more talking walleyes, pike, that kind of stuff. The bite only lasted till about mid-June those years, if I remember right. Yeah. So I kind of like it to extend into the summer. It helps guiding a lot, helps to get bites. But I think for all of us, we'd like to see it just extend a little farther into summer. We only get so much time to fish <laughs> living in Minnesota. So. Jonesy Anderson of Jones Guide Service joining me today on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. It's presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. We're celebrating our 30th year. Jeremy Jones Anderson, Jones Guide Service, talking Park Rapids area fishing with me. What are we seeing now? What are the trends? You say people are getting fish. What seems to be working? And, and are any particular lakes that seem to be real hot right now? Kind of you know, a big trend. I'm sure if people watch television shows or listen to your awesome show here. You're listening to people. They're using a lot of plastics now and catching about everything. And that's what the big wall I got caught on yesterday was a uh, plastic minnow imitating bait, like a split tail minnow. Um, on a jig head, and you don't fish it the same as you would live bait. Um, you're snapping it more. You're jigging it more. Um, a lot more aggressive. You're getting reaction bites with it. But in this area, the minnow bite, you can still get walleyes. And, of course, if you got minnows, you can catch pike and bass, too. But you can still get some walleyes on minnows. Some people are still catching them. But it's starting to transition. Leeches started to get hot within the last two weeks. And night crawlers have started to really turn on in some of the lakes, too. Um, in our area, and just like every area, our lakes are so diverse. And you know, we got the big, clear, deep lakes. Uh, they're not as warm right now, obviously. Um, and then you got so many smaller lakes that have, you know, the bluegills and crappies are basically done spawning. And some people are catching the crappies out in weed beds already. And on one of the lakes we were on the other day, um, we caught bass out where they would be at the end of June, early July. We caught them in. 10 to 12 feet of water in the thick weed beds and lots of them. So those bass were kind of in their summer pattern. So it might depend on the lake. And then I've talked to other people in some of those bigger, deeper, clear lakes. Their panfish have not spawned yet. So you kind of, you know, you kind of look at the map book, get to know the lake you're going to and kind of figure out where you're going to go from there. And it's always good to just go out and just check stuff out. And I know some people don't have a lot of time to just do that, but, um, that's why it's good listening to this show, too, and get, you know, what other people are seeing if you don't get to get out that often. Right. Any particular lakes that you'd advise us to check out right now? Yeah, I, I think, like, a long lake in the Park Rapids area is going to turn on here pretty quick. I'm sure people have been getting some fish. But last year, about this time, Long Lake was really good. Um, big sand toward the end of june gets better and better uh that's just going to start going um and then the your potato and fish hook eagle island chain most people call it the potato chain i guess um they they're they're going right now and they're going to continue to be good through the end of the month for sure so i there's a lot of lakes that you know depending on the day you hear reports um where people did really well and but then you also hear our, one of our walleye leagues the other night. I don't know if there's eight or ten boats. It's a smaller walleye league. Not one walleye was boated on a pretty good walleye <laughs> lake. <laughs> I mean, you're talking eight boats, ten boats out there for three and a half hours. Um, 
So that that gives you a better feeling when you have a bad night that might not have just been you or what you were doing <laughs> when you got eight or ten boats out there and they can't even get a fish in the boat. So, Yeah, we were out, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on Bemidji on, uh, I think it was Monday evening, and nobody was reeling in any fish, and we were we were just like them. We got one northern on the <laughs> night. so Right, yeah. And the whole thing is don't get discouraged. I mean, you still get to go fishing, right. especially during these crazy times. You get to be on beautiful water. And some days, some evenings even, the fish just aren't going. Or, you know, a lot of fishing is timing. You just didn't hit that right area at the right time. Or, you know, one little school of walleyes in a 15-minute time span can make your whole night. So it's not just all about always catching. But, you know, just know that just keep trying, just keep going out and trying new things. And basically just enjoy that you get to be on the water. Right. Very good points. Uh, what are you hearing about panfish right now? Like I said earlier, some of the lakes, the panfish are basically done spawning. Those would be your smaller lakes that warm up faster. Or some of the bigger lakes have, you know, either a big river channel coming in with a lot of shallow water, or a lot of uh, bigger back bays. Um, there still might be some fish spawning, like the crappies in main lake reeds, or, you know, you're looking for the bulrushes or reeds coming out closer to a main lake some of your bigger fish sometimes do that later on um but i've also heard of some of the smaller lakes people starting to catch panfish out where they catch them you know on a normal year this time of year that means they've done they're done spawning and they're out feeding um so those kind of those same weed beds you know on a, uh, the highest growing emerging weed beds cabbage coontail whatever you can find um not all the lily pads are up on most of the lakes i've noticed so that bite hasn't probably kicked in full gear, but I'm sure, you know, in some of the bays or where the lily pads are fairly full now, you could probably get a whole bunch of fish as well. But, I mean, a lot of people, you know, you always think you got to eat walleyes. Well, there's, most of the fish taste really good. But a lot of people I'm around, bluegill and crappie, but bluegill especially is their favorite. Thinner, thinner filet and fries up crispy if you're frying them, and they don't have to be that big to keep. No, they don't. Um, speaking of bluegills, you know, the uh, DNR's got that uh, work group uh, together where they're trying to put together a plan to get bigger bluegills back into our waters. How is the situation over there as far as size and, and uh, number of them? I think all of our lakes in the Park Rapids area have a lot of numbers. We all know the lakes, at least the locals. I say we all. The locals know where your better chance of getting average bigger fish are um you know the crowing chain the potato chain are the chains that stand out in my mind they do get hit really hard but even one year like everyone's talking about one bad ice fishing year like this past winter when people couldn't get out on lakes Mm -hmm. instead of seeing 30 fish houses 40 fish houses in those deep holes where crappies are suspended or you know springtime ice fishing you know started to get a little more pressure but i think it saved a lot of fish's lives uh I think it could only have a positive impact on numbers and maybe even size this year. But I haven't seen a lot of people out fishing panfish on the beds, which is a good thing. Everything I've read about, you know, the males are the most important on the beds, and they can get stunted if you keep all the big males. And, you know, so I think these size restrictions or limits, a lot of lakes are going to a five-fish limit. I think that is fantastic. If the DNR or biologists think that's a lake where growth rates are fast 
we got a ton of other lakes you can fish to, you know, find enough, a lot of panfish, let's say, numbers big enough to keep. It would be nice to have those, what you call trophy lakes. Um, so you know you could go there and get a trophy panfish because a trophy bluegill is harder to catch right now. You know, a, a true pounder plus is harder to catch right now than a six to eight pound walleye. <laughs> that's pr- I mean, that's it, very it, true. It, it seems crazy, but it, 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 that's the way it is. It's all, you catch one, you almost look at it like, whoa, where'd that come from? Talking Park Rapids area fishing with Jonesy. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. One of the things I've been impressed in your area, and of course I was uh, I was part of the uh, event you guys had last year, really aggressive approach to battling AIS in Hubbard County in, in your areas. And it sounds like so far that has been very helpful, and you guys are doing okay in that regard. Absolutely. They've done a great job. And um, just talked to a boat inspector the other day, and in the last few years this certain boat inspectors has been on a lake and they work like five days a week different lakes they've really only run into a couple people who got crabby about it which is good too mm-hmm. and they said most people know what you're going to ask now they know the rules they're ready and that's you know that whole education piece where people know what they're supposed to be doing um hopefully if there's not an inspector they still do the same thing and and realize how important the water these lakes are to everyone not just for fishing for boating for you know i've heard people with zebra mussels in their lake they used to go to sandbars and you know kids swim and stuff and now they don't go to those sandbars because the zebra mussels cut up their feet you know just little things like that it can affect everyone um but it does change fisheries we will have to wait and see what happens in the future obviously but it's a it's a great thing hubbard county's done a great job of even the smallest lake someday. Some days they only have one or two boats going in and out, but they still have someone there checking yeah. boats, educating people. And, yeah, so far we've kind of stayed away from, for the most part, a big um, big infant infestation in our area. Well, what I've heard mainly, and this is all short-term because we, we won't know the long-term you know, things for a long time, obviously, but short-term what it seems to have done doesn't really affected the fish populations much, but it sure has affected where they hang out and when they bite. Right, exactly. I, I've heard that from a lot of people, and I would say in our area, everybody talks about you know their lakes are clearing up, so then more people are fishing at night, or they have to make longer casts. And we have a few lakes in our area that have been. I don't know how they could get more clear. <laughs> Talk about a big sand, for example. I mean, I've been out there this time of year. When you look down, if it's calm. I can see walleyes in 24 feet of water wow. at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, that type of lake. So if you've fished that type of lake before, and I know a lot of areas have a few clear lakes like that, you've already made those adjustments. You know that, hey, there's a weed bed up here I want to cast to. I'm going to make long, as long casts as possible and stay away from it. Don't, you know, don't troll right through it or on top of it, and I've, you'll have more success that way. But that's a good thing to hear that they haven't seen where the fish populations go down. They just change what they're doing. That Because initially, I think a lot of people were thinking it wrecks the lake, just period, done. And yeah, sounds like that's not the case, which is a great thing. So, Jonesy, um, are you a muskie guy at all? I, You know, when I was younger, 
I used to fish muskies quite a bit, and I still love to. I've got a nine-month-old, a six- and a nine-year-old, and trying to balance that with guiding here and there and then try to fun fish. The musky thing's kind of gotten put off to the side. <laughs> um, I, I, I've done a few musky guide trips the last few years, but usually we start sending them to uh, some of the other guides that fish a lot more muskies if I get a call for that. Um, it doesn't mean I, you know, I, I'm just not in the know. I'm not on top of everything. I, you know, I, I fished them enough in my life. I'm still confident in what I'm doing, but right. um, yeah, I just don't do it as much anymore. Did you hear anything from the first weekend from anybody? Yeah, we have. Actually, I know for a fact uh, who we talked about earlier, Isaiah Hahn, he got a couple of his clients on some nice, you know, a little bit over 40-inch muskies. Mm. Um, they boated one just two days ago or last night, was it? Um, so he's he's been out there. He did the, the midnight full moon thing or in the middle of the night full moon thing um but i've i've heard people seeing fish they said you know they've been pretty lethargic and it could be because hot cold hot cold weather um you know they just haven't gotten going yet either right but it's a little bit different when i used to fish them a lot more this time of year i'm not using my really big lures that i'd use you know as july rolls around into august into the fall I seem to catch more or see more on smaller bucktails or jerk baits or um, even like bass, a little bit bigger bass size spinner baits, stuff like that. Or we we've caught quite a few on sucker minnows fishing for pike. <laughs> cool. So it seems like they don't. Yeah, they don't always need those bigger baits this time of year. We've in the past we've landed a few, quite a few actually on smaller stuff. At least in our area lakes here. All right. Well, listen, if we were going to head out fishing in your neck of the woods uh, in the next few days and maybe this weekend, uh, what would you recommend we go after and what would you recommend we bring with us? Well, right now, it's just kind of that, you know, a lot of things transitioning, but what I've been hearing and from my experience in the last week, there's weed beds starting to, uh, you know, the thicker weed beds that you would see throughout the summer are starting to get the weeds up two, three, four feet and they're starting to really um, hold fish. Honestly, if I were going to go out today just to catch anything, and I just love this method, I would be using a four-inch split-tail minnow on a quarter-ounce, three-eighths ounce, and if it's really windy, even up to a half-ounce head, and I'd be casting, finding those weed beds, and just snapping that jig through there. And if I get on a bite where I catch a few and then it goes into a lull, then I come back with live bait behind that that split-tail minnow. But the other day I caught all three species out of the same weed bed. I caught largemouth bass, I caught pike and walleyes using that split-tail minnow. It's just been a deadly thing for years and years. And I'm glad that other people are getting excited about it because it's a fun way to fish. Um, but, yeah, just find those... Find those green weeds. Find the best weed beds you can that are growing right now, and there should be fish around those areas. We've actually had some people start catching fish off of humps, which, you know, deeper humps or, you know, mid-leg humps 10 feet or so with weeds on top or rocks, which is fairly early in, um, compared to some years. But you can still go out and, you know, just try it. Go to try the humps. Look at your electronics. If you see bait fish, there's probably fish around. 
you know, it's just get out fishing. Try try what you've done before. If it's not working, try something else. Hey, Jeremy, if people are going to be uh, out uh, into the Park Rapids area or interested in trying out the Park Rapids area and want to use your services, do you still have some dates available this summer? I do have some dates available. With all this going on, it's people are not booking as far in advance. They don't know when they're going to come up to their cabins or resorts. So, um, yeah, there are some dates available, and uh, they could definitely give me a call. And if I can't do it, we got lots of guides in the area um, that I could set you up, which would treat them awesome. Uh, my number is 218-252-0957. 218 You got it. All right. Got any uh, social media or anything that people can take a look at and learn about you? <laughs> I got a Facebook page that I don't even hardly know how to get on Facebook, <laughs> but I, should, I, I, might, I might start working on that. I've always been so busy without it. Um, my wife started a few year, uh, quite a few years ago, and I haven't really touched it. But okay, yeah. But you got to do that. It's 21st century, man. Uh, I hear you. I'm just kind of <laughs> old school that way. <laughs> right. uh, Jeremy Jones Anderson of Jones. Uh, was it, did I get that right? Yeah. See how confused Jones I am. This guy. <laughs> yes, not, not Jeremy Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing, right? <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Jonesy Anderson of Jones Guide Service. Uh, in the Park Rapids area, joining me today. Uh, great having you on the show again, and uh, good luck next time you're out there. Thanks, Kev. You too, and great work on all your shows. I love listening. I've loved listening for a long time. That's a guy with great taste. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going fishing for <laughs> Country.